0: Welcome to Body Sculpt of New York, Six Weeks to Fitness podcast, where we hope to inform, motivate, encourage, and inspire you to live a healthier lifestyle.
1: And now, here's your host, the president of Body Sculpt of New York,
0: Vince Ferguson.
1: Hi, I'm Vince Ferguson. Welcome to Six Weeks to Fitness, episode 182. Thank you so much for joining me today. Donna Andrews is a domestic violence and cancer survivor. She was born and bred in Esperanza village in the country of Belize. She migrated to New York in her early twenties, held various positions in banking and further her education by achieving a master's degree in human resource management. Donna Andrews is now a minister and an author writing two books. One is about her cancer and domestic violence journey and the other book, well, she's keeping that secret for now. But joining me today on my six weeks of fitness podcast, To talk about her domestic violence and cancer journey, and how her relationship with God, fitness, and nutrition changed her life. Please welcome the lovely Donna Andrews. Let's welcome her, Donna. How are you today?
0: Hi, hi, Vince. How are
1: you? I'm good. I'm good. And you know, you're going to talk about your journey. You know, with what you've been through with domestic violence, with cancer. And you're also going to talk about how your faith in God and fitness and nutrition has really changed your life. But before we talk about the domestic violence and cancer, tell my listeners and my viewers, where did you, where did you grow up? I know you grew up in Belize, but exactly where is Belize?
0: Sure. Um, since first, I just want to say thank you so much for having me as one of your guests to tell my story. I really appreciate it. And so your question is where. Did I grow up? I was born and bred in Esperanza village, like you said, from Belize. And it's a small country bordered by Mexico and Guatemala. And um, it was originally called British Honduras. So I guess that's why a lot of people don't know where Belize is. So they created a t-shirt that says, where the hell is Belize?
1: (laughs) 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 Really? (laughs) yes
0: (laughs) <laughs> yes
1: <laughs> that, 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 that's funny i've never heard that before you know but did you come from a large family donor
0: oh yes very large a dozen they said it's cheaper by the dozen oh. so i have um 11 other siblings six brothers wow. and five sisters so there's 12 of us yes
1: really there must have been a lot going on in the andrews household for christmas huh
0: Oh yes, it was a lot of fun. We we used to do um, pageants uh, you know when in the nighttime because there's nothing much to do in the village at the time. And it was um, we didn't have electricity, so we used the, the lamps and we entertain ourselves, hmm. you know. <laughs> really? We we yes and my my brothers they we used to have activities, we play soccer in the yard. So you know it was fun growing up with a large family oh my god and very active you guys were very active together as well so yes very
1: good but now you came you moved to new york in your 20s what brought you to new york
0: so when i am um, i won a beauty pageant and the, the trip the prize was a trip to new orleans so i visited new orleans one year that year and the following year I decided to come to New York where my mom was living at the time. So she's the one that, you know, encouraged us and brought us here.
1: Oh, very nice. Very nice. And you haven't looked back since. <laughs>
0: I haven't been back to live, but I visited. <laughs>
1: well, actually, I think you told me that you visited recently. Am I correct? Yes.
0: Yes. I recently visited in September. Oh, um, it's, It's just a joy to go back home and enjoy the beauty. I say, why do we allow others to go and enjoy our country? Why not we go and enjoy it ourselves?
1: Oh, most definitely. Now, you've experienced domestic violence. It's kind of hard to imagine a a beautiful young lady like yourself having to go through that. But talk about that. How long long into your marriage did you start experiencing domestic violence?
0: Sure. So um, I can like tell you about my story it it didn't start long after i got married so um i just want to tell you my experience and i'm a domestic violence thriver, and not survivor any longer i'm thriving so um i met my husband and i knew he loved me very much he did everything for me Mm -hmm. he gave me whatever i wanted i would say watch out for those
1: kinds.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And we moved very quickly into our relationship. I got pregnant, then I got married. And that's all within like a year. And then the demand started. So he started controlling me by not allowing me to hang out with my family and my friends. And so my first physical abuse experience was, we went to a party and I was dancing with my sister And this guy, he came and started dancing with us. And my husband came between the guy and I. And he started telling me how I was embarrassing him and that he was going to deal with me when we get home. Well, he couldn't wait until we got home. Uh, So when we got into the car, he slapped me. He slapped me so hard that the earring that I had on actually bent. And so I was shocked, of course, and I can see the anger in him and the rage. And so I was scared. I was afraid, but I kept silent all the way home. And then when we got home, he continued to verbally abuse me. And so I told him that this will be the first and the last time that he will ever hit me. Yes. And if he does it again, I will call the police. Yes. Well, I guess he must have said that he will not hit me but he will verbally abuse me. Hmm. So that incident happened on a Saturday night and on Sunday he continued cursing and threatening me. And so when I went to work on the Monday, after work I decided to go to the police and I made a domestic violence report. So he never knew that I went to the police and so I kept it a secret for maybe two years, three years. I don't know why I didn't tell him for whatever reason, I kept it a secret. But um, when the abuse got worse, I decided to show him the domestic violence report that I had. I gave him a copy of the police report and let him know that the police checks in on me to make sure that I'm okay. And if not, I called to let them know that I'm okay. And he was shocked. He was maybe surprised that I went to the police. Hmm. But you know what? The abuse didn't stop. It didn't stop. No, it didn't stop. So he had a tendency to go hang out with his friends on Saturday nights. That includes like partying, cheating, and drinking. Mm. So sometimes he would come home on Sunday morning when I'm getting out of bed around 6 a.m. That's the time he would be walking in the house. When he walks in the door, I know what the deal was. He would curse me and he would tell me that I'm nobody. He tried to belittle me for no reason. So when Saturday comes and he goes out drinking, I couldn't sleep until he gets home because I feared that he might kill me. So I had to be on guard, I had to stay awake. I used to say, "Mike," as well, I go with him because I couldn't sleep. I had to be awake because I don't know what time he'd walk in the door. Mm. I decided that I didn't want to live like that any longer. So I started planning my getaway. But you know, that took me 16 years 16 years? 16 years of planning.
1: My goodness. Oh, my goodness.
0: (laughs) Yes. So I decided to go to college. So I got my associates, my BA, my master's. But it was not easy because of the constant verbal abuse, the accusation, you know, the blame for everything that was happening in his life. He blamed me. He wasn't happy. Even if the sun is too hot Mm. and if I'm in in the car with him you dare not say anything because he goes off on me. So I told him that I don't have no control over the sun.
1: Yes, yes.
0: (laughs) So I have this funny story. This is funny. Uh, it's, It's funny, but not really funny. When I was going to college, there was a guy that used to take the same bus I used to take home. And it so happened that he lived in the same neighborhood and he tried to talk to me on the bus on several occasions, but I ignored him. This particular night, the guy asked me why I don't want to talk to him or even saying hi. So my response was, I don't talk to strangers. (laughs) So he said, well, my name is so-and-so. And and he stretched out his hand so we can shake hands. It kind of left me with no choice but to laugh and shook his hand. Yes. Now, this happened at the corner of the block near my house. Oh. So after I shook his hand and turned away to go home, I looked up at my apartment yes. and realized that my husband was watching us. Oh
1: my goodness. Oh no.
0: No. <laughs> so, so he was by the window yes. and I know he saw me shaking this guy's hand. Yes. So when I walked towards my apartment, he could not wait for me to use my key. He buzzed me in. Mm, you did. Oh so I knew what was going to happen. So the verbal abuse started, and when he was talking to me and cursing, and he always do the same curse, threaten, uh, he's going to kill me. Um, he said this funny thing, that how I stand at the street corner shaking people's hand like I am the president. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so okay. Wh- while I was going to college, I had to find a babysitter. I had two kids at the time. And um, so that I could pursue my goal, because he refused to help me watch the children. Hmm. At the time, one of them was four years old. So I used to take her sometimes with me to college. And then we get home like around 11 at night. I feel really bad for her, but I refuse to let anything or anyone stop me from achieving my goal is to get my education. Yes. So... I know that I needed to get my degree so that I can find a better job and leave because he used to say he will not give me money for child support. Mm. So I know that I had to make sure I can manage on my own, especially financially. Yes. You know, I was finding all kinds of excuses for my husband's behavior as to why he was being verbally abusive. So I said, maybe if I have a child for him, he will feel more secure. Mm. I have two children for him. Yeah. That didn't work. Didn't
1: have, didn't change him. <laughs> wow.
0: We bought a beautiful house in New Jersey with a beautiful swimming pool. And I said, maybe no, he will be happy.
1: Yes.
0: He, then he bought another car, a motorcycle. The only thing was left for him to purchase was a boat. Oh. And guess what? He was still abusive. But this time, can you believe it? It got worse. Really? So yeah, he had a gun and he threatened to kill me. Now ask me, what did I do to cause him to abuse me? Nothing, nothing at all. It was all in his head thinking that I am cheating on him and he had no evidence and there was none because I wasn't cheating of course. But I was focusing and I was determined to graduate from college. In my marriage, I experienced being locked out of the house, road rage, keys taken away from me, and living in New Jersey, you needed a car. When I got locked out of the house, I called one of my sisters and I went to stay with her for a week. Then I said, wait a minute, our older child is missing school because he was going to school in New Jersey while the younger child was going to school in Manhattan because I thought it was easier for her since I was working in Manhattan. But I decided to call the police and they came and removed him from the house. So our children and I can move back into the house. That angered him more and I didn't feel safe staying in the house. So I had to take out a restraining order. But now he was allowed back in the house with instructions that he was not allowed to yell at me or talk down to me. So we were in the house together, not speaking to each other. But that was a relief to know he was not allowed to say anything to me. <laughs>
1: yes, yes.
0: Then he changed his strategy and he decided that he would not pay the bills in the house. And I said, You can't live here and expect that I will pay for everything. So now the time is coming nearer for me to graduate and closer to closing in on my plan, of my getaway plan. Right. But um, New Jersey law, when it comes to divorce, you have to be separated for 18 months before you can file for divorce. So I decided to do the next best thing. So I filed for child support. So the judge asked where the father was. That's usually the question that they ask you. And I said, in the house, the judge says, in the house? And and I said, yes, judge. He said he's tired of paying bills. Hmm. So the court garnished his wages so that I can pay my mortgage or our mortgage and other bills. And then I decided it was time to file for divorce. I had to move out of the house and went to a friend. Thank God he didn't know where she lived. Hmm. He would call me all day with threats that he will tamper with the brakes for my car so that I can die so that I can get into an accident and die. Mm. But I was focusing on my education, my goal, my plan that I think I blocked him out at one point where the abuse, the verbal abuse, I wasn't hearing it in some form because I was focused, focused on what I needed to do to get out. Mm. So I realized that by leaving, I would have a better chance of surviving so if I stay, I can end up well. Who knows, right? You, you never know what will happen. Yes. So I grew up in church and I know God, but I didn't have a relationship with God. I decided to have a relationship with God and attended church every Sunday yes. and on Tuesday nights as well. Yes. I learned more about the Bible and to let God help you fight your battles, right? Yes. I thought that the verbal abuse was bad. Going through the divorce was worse really he didn't want to stay he didn't want me to stay in the house so we had to sell it but we didn't make any profit off the house because the house was going into foreclosure since he wasn't
1: Damn.
0: assisting with the bills right i couldn't take him off the car insurance so i had to pay his and mine oh oh horrible. <laughs> so i guess i was not only verbally abused but financially as well
1: yes Yes.
0: He took all the money when we do the taxes. He took the keys for the vehicle. He disappeared, that mm-hmm. we were unable to reach him to proceed with the divorce. He was taking the household items. He was just doing a whole lot of things that are like uncalled for. Right. And every time I call my divorce attorney and she sends me a letter, she charges me for that. So it was costing me a lot. So I say my advice to those going through domestic violence, I have to say, have a plan, have a goal, have a purpose, and know your worth. That's very important because I had self-confidence and because of my self-confidence, it didn't allow me to submit to him in many ways. So know that you are beautiful and that you're smart and that you have high self-esteem. See, an abuser will try to bring you down. They will try to make you feel that you will not be able to make it without them. That's what he used to say to me. You leave me, I'm not gonna give you any money. I'm not gonna help you. Mm. They will try to put fear in you. So I encourage you to educate yourself, have good quality friends. It's very important. Some of your friends, they're not your friends in my situation, my friends were telling him what was going on with me. So when you're in, a, in an abusive relationship, sometimes they tell you, you can't let not even your family know where you live when you're trying to stay away and mm-hmm. be in a hideout, so to speak, right? Yes. And if you have to save, sometimes you save your own money, have an, your own account, and you can take that Um, when they having the statement well, now because you have things online you could have it emailed to you but at the time you could have it sent to a different address so they the abuser doesn't know you have money saved so I pay attention to their actions you know you will see the signs because every time I look back I said I saw the signs that I shouldn't have um, pursue and marry him I shouldn't have but you know, we tend to find excuses for them. So when you see the signs, what happened to us is that we make excuses for them. That is where we are wrong. You should always also seek advice, you know, help from friends, tell the police so that if anything happens to you, it's on a record. And I really, really encourage you to seek counseling. I remember I went for counseling and I sat in my job at the time. They offer free counseling and I took advantage of it. It really helped me. So I encourage counseling. It's nothing wrong. It's not a bad thing that people think, well, you must be crazy. No, it really helps you because when you're going through a divorce, it really, really mentally drain you especially because of the laws and you're married and you can't do this and you can't do that. You know, for example, with the insurance, I could not take him off my the car insurance because he didn't have an insurance to put on his car. And I'm like, what do I have to do with that? But right. that's, that's the, problem. so right. you, know, you need to have a song mind to make a rational decision. So counseling is very good. Yes. Why and how I knew it was time for me to leave is when I became violent towards him. Yes, I did. Mm, really. I used my weapon, which was my nails. I always have long nails. That's part of my beauty.
1: Yes.
0: And I just took my, knee, my hands and I just dragged them down his back. Mm, wow. All I could see was blood running, running down his back. I got scared.
1: Yes, yes, And I
0: just thank God he didn't call the police on me. Mm. I thought that if if he's causing me to react that way, then it's really time for me to go. And I said, I'm too pretty to go to jail. (laughs) So for me, having God in my life, having loving family and friends really, really helped me make it through that ordeal. So I encourage you to pray, have faith, And know that with God, all things are possible. And yes, pray for him too. I did. I prayed. I prayed and asked God to give him a change of heart. So we should pray for for our enemies, especially people in abusive relationships because there's something going on with them why they act this way. Yes. So uh, that's my
1: story. Yes. Some story. And again, pray for them, but don't stay with them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, that's good that you had the faith, you know, to get out of there, and you knew your self worth, you know, yes. your self worth. And he tried to belittle you, so he abused you physically, emotionally, financially, psychologically. It was time to get out, and thank God you did. But this is not the end of the story because although you're free from him, you had another situation that occurred, and it's, let's call it like it is—the c-word, cancer. What happened? How how did you find out you had cancer, and how did you do it? How did you deal with it?
0: Yes, yeah, so um, I was told. Like I don't know if it's statistically proven that sometimes when women go through what I went through, the domestic violence, the you know, abusive relationship, those are things that causes you to have cancer. Mm. So I don't know if I can blame it on that, but yes. I am a two-time breast cancer survivor, going mm-hmm. on eight years now. Two-time, because the first time, you know, and I would say eight years now, and I would say, praise the Lord. Mm-hmm. And as I talked about, I'm also a domestic violence driver. And Maya Angelou says, surviving is important, and thriving is elegant. So it was not easy to tell my family that I was diagnosed with breast cancer, especially when you had a young child that didn't really understand. So the first time I was diagnosed, I was going on stage one. I didn't want to take the treatment, so I agreed to do a lumpectomy. What that means is that they removed the lump from my breast. But within seven months, the cancer came back aggressive. Mm. And I was diagnosed with stage two. So as you can see, that's why I said I'm a two-time breast cancer survivor. So I was determined not to take the treatment. So I asked the doctor, how long will I have on this earth? And the doctor says about 10 years. And I said, okay, so I accepted it. I did the math and I said, okay, around 62. And the doctors were concerned for my well-being and suggested I seek psychological help. I did go for one session and let the doctor know that I am well aware of what I was doing. Remember, I am a child of God, I understand things, so I accept it. And so I didn't need no psychological, I, I, I was aware of what I was doing. So you might say, well, did you take the treatment? What changed your mind? Should I say some young guy who knocked me off my feet? (laughs) Of course not. (laughs) (laughs) What made me decided to take chemo, radiation and double mastectomy is my grandson. His name is Dylan. I call him my reason for living. Why? God works in mysterious ways. And I know that what I experienced was not for me to leave this earth. It was for me to share my story for God's glory, not my glory. And mainly to help others, like what I'm doing here today. I am telling my story because I want to help others. I want to help others with the domestic violence. And I want to help others to know about cancer and how I've learned and how I discovered that I had cancer. So my eldest son, he came to the house with, at the time, his girlfriend and said, we have something to tell you. He had me playing the guessing game, but I didn't guess right. My son says, Ma, we are expecting. And I said, expecting what? A package? (laughs) Of course it's a package. A bundle of joy. (laughs) When they left my house, I, I processed what they told me. All I could say was, I gotta live, I gotta live. Yes. I went back to my doctor and I said, I'm willing to take the treatment, the surgery, whatever it takes so that I can live. But I am strong in the Lord. And when with God on my side, who can stand against me? And that's in Romans eight thirty one. With God, all things are possible. I show my family that together we can stand and we'll fight the, this dreadful disease. I am the one that found the lump on my breast. So I would say to you, self-examination is better than having those mammograms. Because for me, having those tests done did not detect the lump. It was my self-examination. And when I did the biopsy, that was when it was confirmed that it was cancer. What I came to realize though, is that those machines or equipment may not be able to detect the cancer at the early stage. That is why most people, when they find out they have cancer, it's at stage three and spreading. When I was first diagnosed, like I said, I didn't want to take the chemo or the radiation, but eventually decided to do the chemo, radiation and double mastectomy. My journey was a rough one. I was out of work for 11 months and then an additional three months. So let's say knowledge is power and God is good. I am a believer in herbs, bush medicine as we would call it, right? And I am practicing what I'm preaching today. I don't rely on doctors. And I don't rely on doctor's prescription all the time. So I'm not saying that you can't, you're not supposed to go to the doctor and take prescription, but you have to really pay attention to those prescriptions. So I am able to heal thyself in Jesus name. So I use the mini trampoline or rebounder. I fast walk, meditate, and I prepare healthy meals. I avoid meat. And at one point I was eating fish until I learned that the food that we're eating is being tarnished with pesticides and the animals are being injected with hormones among other things. So I decided to stick with plant-based diet. I stay in the word, meaning read my Bible and pray and travel and enjoy a good laugh. I love to laugh, I love to enjoy life. Mm, I encourage you to know your body. Let me tell you, it's not an easy road to stay the course. We all need moral support, friends, families, and a good nutritionist to guide you and keep you on track. I believe that when life gives you lemon, make the best lime juice with it. Don't let fear take the best of you, but embrace your situation and fight. I am fighting like the diva that I am. Blessed to have the support from all walks of life. And to have the knowledge of how to. So I say, love yourself, be determined, and encourage yourself in Jesus' name. And I just want to leave this write-up. It says, what is a thriver? And I found it on the website. And the definition of a thriver, it was as if though I wrote it. And it says, does this sound like someone you'd like to be? It says, a thriver is a happy, self-confident and productive individual who believes that she has a prosperous life ahead. She's primed to follow her dreams, go back to school, find a new job, start her own business or write her story. She believes in herself and in her future so much that she will not return to an abusive relationship. She speaks knowledgeable and confidently about her experiences and is not stuck in anger or a need for revenge. Living well is her best revenge. She has found a network of women who understand and share her desire to move forward after abuse. And this was written by Susan O'Million. And when I found that, I said, that's my story. That's exactly what happened with me. And I am so glad that I am confident. You know, I love life. I don't let no one determine who I am. I make the decisions for myself. And just having the confidence and know what you work it's the best thing that you can do. And one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life was getting divorced. Hmm. And so now I say, I am happily divorced.
1: Happily divorced.
0: <laughs> so I just, you know, really embrace what happened with me. It made me stronger. Like the song says, what doesn't kill you, make you stronger. And I am stronger than ever. I um, I look much better now than when I was younger because of the choices of the food. The food is really, really help you to look younger when you choose the right food. And um, I really thank you six weeks to fitness because that's how I met you um, about 10 years ago. And I took the six weeks of fitness class, and that was like a stepping stone for me. And I also always say, God, he prepares us because I wasn't diagnosed at the time when I decided to make that change to, to start eating healthy and, and lose weight. And, and one of the things that stuck with me that in your book and and what you said was, is stay in the kitchen and out of the gym but I had it the reverse I was like in the gym but I wasn't seeing results so yes you need to exercise but the food is first the food will make more of the change for you and exercise is just to keep you fit and active but the food is the one that really does it for you so I really thank you for the program and I hope that you will have that program again, because it really, really changed my life. And at the end of your program, that's when I was diagnosed with the the breast cancer. So it was just like, okay, now you have the cancer. You already know what you need to do to keep your body in line and to keep it healthy. So it just worked its way. and, And I'm so forever grateful and thankful. Thank you so much, Vince, for having me and for allowing me to share my story.
1: Oh, well, Dawn, it's my pleasure. And I know that in addition to doing the church work that you do, you're also involved in some other um, side jobs. You help people in other ways. Talk about that.
0: Yes, I am a people person. I love to help. And so I help people with Zoom. Yes. I, <laughs> uh, yes. <for> I, you. <laughs> so I'm a, a Zoom, I forgot the word that I had named myself, but um I help people um with the Zoom if they need a funeral or or a meeting. Funny, um, whatever it is. Whatever it is, I I manage the Zoom for them. Nice. And they give me a, a fee. Yes. a, a donation. And um, I work for my church as the Zoom coordinator and record. And I also do the prayer line. And I'm just, I just started helping at um, a school. And so this is a new school, a university actually. And I am the registrar. This And um, it really helps me to learn more, open my eyes to so many things that are out there. So, I am retired. And um, being retired, for those who um, are thinking of retiring, retiring doesn't mean that you stay in bed all day. Yes. You know, it's you still get up, you go for your walk, you exercise. And that's why a lot of times you hear people after they retire, they really retire. They're like gone from this earth yes. because they feel like, okay, now I am retired. I can stay in bed as long as I want. That's not how it works. So you need to keep your brain active. So that's what I'm doing. I, I keep my brain active. I'm learning and I'm going back to school to learn some more. I also um, work on a team with the um, Healthy Choices for Healthy Living, which is HCHL. And leader is Pastor Joy Richards. And what we do is we help the community to learn about healing thyself, learn about nutrition, learn about the food, um, the different sugar. Because, you know, um, one of the things that I didn't mention is that, you know, cancer feeds off of sugar. And so we have to know the right kind of sugar to put in our body. So Healthy Choices, Healthy Living team, um, we have an annual conference and you can go on the website, it's centerofjoy.org, that's www.centerofjoy.org to learn more about what we do as a team. And we are here as a team to help you have a better lifestyle. Eat healthy and and do the right thing. Exercise.
1: Hmm. Nice. Nice. Well, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you being on the show today, Donna. And so what I want to say is on behalf of Body Scope of New York and Six Weeks of Fitness, I want to thank you for coming on the show today.
0: Thank you so much once again for having me. And I pray that my story will bless many, many others. I have a passion for people who are going through um, the domestic violence. And um, I tell people my house is open for anyone who is going through domestic violence because I know what it's like. I know how it feels. It's not a good feeling. And one of the things that abusers take advantage of is because as they remove you from your circle of friends and family, now you don't have no one to turn to. And so that's where um, the issue, one of the main things is like, is where do you turn? Who do you go to? And when you don't have that safety net, that's when you end up staying in the relationship and take all the abuses that's not necessary. But I'm here for anyone who needs to talk, who needs advice and a place so to, to stay until they get back on their feet hmm. so how can people contact you if they are interested my my number is 646-498-4779 i'll repeat it it's 646-498-4779 i'm here to help in whatever way i can hmm. thank you
1: so much And I truly believe that this program was inspirational to my listeners and watchers and that they're going to get something out of this. It's so important because domestic violence is no joke. You know, cancer is no joke. And I do believe that there are those out there like yourself who can help people. So those listening and watching, I truly hope this program was informative encouraging that you will continue watching and listening to my six weeks to fitness podcast. If you have any questions or suggestions for the show, please leave them in the comment section below. And also email me at, Vince at sixweeks.com And please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And remember, we don't stop exercising because we grow old. We grow old because we stop exercising.